talking so this seemed like the perfect fit yeah for me it is um fit. and um yeah i'm super excited i also love thursdays right i love that i think friday classes? i have one friday class in the morning so like is it's it bio it's bioanth yeah oh my God. it's bioanth bio no that's that's worse that's yeah, absolutely no, worse definitely. on fridays i look forward to fridays because after my lab i reward myself with peats and then oh. i get peats and i okay, get a I scone I was, I was really into Pete's when I first got to campus, and now I'm just, like, straight up. I feel like it gets, like, you have to really pace yourself. Yeah. Because, like. Their matcha's not good, though. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't do matchas, yeah. but. I like matchas, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I like the ones from Starbucks. What do you, yeah, that's okay. That's so, good. my. What's your Pete's order? Um, either I'll do ice caramel macchiato with oat milk. Okay. And then I'll get their maple walnut scone, which is so Wait, good. That sounds really good. It is so good. I like scones. Yes. It's so soft and crumbly. It's the best. Because okay. I feel like like coffee shop bakeries are a hit or miss because they're usually yeah. frozen. The day I found out that Starbucks has frozen baked treats, I was so mad. No, Starbucks. Fun. No, I worked at Starbucks. <laughs> I forgot you worked at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks. Um, okay. the, um, the food is bad. Okay. Uh, lots of the food. What about the egg bites? Those are like. I never tried the egg bites because I, I didn't like, My I was, was like, like this is, these have protein, eat these. Yeah, no, I never tried them because I would just make so many of them and I was like, these kind of look bad, like, these look kind of, like, I was like, so no. Like, what are they, like, sous vide or something? Sous vide like, egg bites and they're frozen, they come in the frozen pack. I had, I would have, there would be, I had one person come in who's like, there were people that like want the sous vide egg bites but they want them literally frozen in the package that they come into or Wait, they would what? want them like burnt. Like, oh, so they, like, can take them home? Yeah, a them? lot of people like to do that, okay. but I would, egg bites was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. I mean, yeah, you can, honestly, honestly budget, I should. basically, I like, that's what they have, they have the paninis out like that, because you oh. can buy them, you can take them home and heat them up, but nice. I'm too late, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Where do we start? Oh, I don't right, know. anyways. I work at Starbucks. Classes. Well, Norjahan, speaking of your Starbucks experience, you took a gap year, right? I did take a gap year. Okay. So this, I mean, this episode, first of all, the chaos has started. My tangents have started. Um, I will say this episode will be a little bit more freeform. Um, I just want to give updates on life, um, you know, talk about what's happening. Uh, we're back to in-person classes. Talk about the burnout yeah. that is November, what, November 4th? November Feels, 4th. Yeah. We've been in it. For so long. We've been, we've so really long. been in it. <laughs> I've had, like, three midterms. It's, like, not even Oh, my gosh. Enough. I had midterms before fall break, and now after fall break, I have, like, three papers yeah. and a test. Like, I have a paper due on the same day as our bio test. Oh 
it's I'm like it's like full second wave of midterms no, this yeah, entire right. month until Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, it's finals, which is crazy. Yeah, there's like a week after Thanksgiving, and then and then it's finals. Yeah, it's fun and fresh. That's fun crazy. and fun fresh. fresh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, wait. Talk to me a little bit about like your background. Um, like. Yeah. So okay, I will deep into my trauma. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dive in. No, it's no, okay. No. One thing about me is I'm a chronic oversharer. Wait, me too. I overshare I everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I talk about myself a little bit too much. Right, okay. Um, like once you get right to know place. me, yeah, I I figured I was like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Um. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, although I moved around a lot when I was a kid. Um, I am second gen, um, and by second gen, I don't know if you've talked about, like, second gen. No, you can, I have, but, like, you kind of debrief But, like, I, use, I think of second gen as, like, my parents were born here, my yeah. grandparents were immigrants. That's how I see um, it. Yeah. I know some people see it differently. Some people consider that to be, view? some people consider it to be third gen. Third gen? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that makes all of no sense. It, I, I don't know. Anyone. What does that even mean? How is that third gen? Third I gen think people kids, consider, right? like, the first generation to live in the current country to be That's the so first mean. generation. No, second gen. I, I consider myself second gen. That's what my parents said I was, so I, I was, was first like... first generation that grows... I'm so confused. It's, like, really... Now some just... people... Because, like, I was... <laughs> I was listening to a chutzpah by... Were you? I was. Okay, nice. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you about this. Okay. Um, also, I don't know if we're explaining what chutbahs are. In Explain what a chutbah is. A chutbah yeah, is a sermon um, given by, like, during Juma congregational prayer. Nice. Um, yeah. No, if that, you didn't that's know you for Muslims. That because I'll just be like, you know, chutbah. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I'm always on that mode of, like, this is what this is. Um, it's a sermon given during congregational prayer called Juma for Muslims. Um, this was at GW my freshman year, and, like, this whole was so problematic for so many reasons, and I got this guy out. I was like, no, we can't have him. Um, but he was saying third generation is the people that set, like, your third generation of your parents were born here. Which okay. didn't have anything so to do with that football for the reason why you just made this. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyway, I consider myself to be I'm second gen. Mm-hmm. My parents were born here. Um, I'm also biracial. Um, my dad's family's from Hyderabad, India. Nice. Represent. Um, and my mom is half Indian slash Pakistani, half white. So okay. my grandfather, my mom's dad is from Jaipur. Uh, he lived in Pakistan and then came to America, and my mom's mom is from Oregon. Okay, well, so grandma's from Oregon. So how was that, like, growing up with your grandparents? Did you ever feel, um, like... <laughs> yeah, talk about your grandparents! Um, so <laughs> I... I, I, the, like, I view the sides of my family are very different. It's okay. actually very fascinating. I wrote my college application about this. Oh, talk... Wait, what did you write your college essay? So... Wait. This was a se- this was an additional it's a fun essay. Question to ask people what they I wrote on. this for so the essay that I wrote basically I was talking about the two sides of my family and like my dad's family so like my dad my dad's parents came here from Hyderabad and they're very religious very Muslim um very connected to their culture even though my entire extended family lives in the states okay. um like I don't have any family back in India but yeah, like very few. Yeah, I don't have a lot of family back uh, there at all. They really love California. Y- yeah, exactly. Jersey, oh, 
California, Texas. New York, Houston. Oh, yeah. Um, Houston. Houston. Chicago, oh. obviously. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. So um, New Jersey. I think I already said New Jersey, but, like, but yeah. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're all, my entire time family's here, but, like, the family bond is very strong. Okay. Like, like our WhatsApp group, we call it the Hondon. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> The fact that's how you confirm it, yeah. Yeah, the WhatsApp group. Like, yeah. we're, like, it's very, like, things are very formal, too. Okay. Like, I think growing up, I, I thought that, like, my grandparents were very strict, and they expected me to behave a certain way and dress a certain way. And so, like, going to visit them, I would be very bored. I have a new appreciation for them now, obviously, and I love my grandparents. And, like, they were obviously very different. My parents really had to explain to me, like, this is what you have to do and this is why. Right. Um, within Islam or within, like, culturally? Just I think it's a, it's both, okay. right? Like, it's always both. Yeah. Um, my grandmother is, like, she's hijabi. She, like, mm. um, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, specific... Like, okay, so she's a psychiatrist, right? She's oh. a psychiatrist. Cool. And, like, whenever I would, like... So she works with people with mental illness. And, like, I actually have, a, like... Like, my family is actually pretty progressive when it comes to mental health and Daisy families because my grandmother is a psychiatrist. Like, they recognize mental health. But anytime I was, like, upset or upset, she'd just tell me to pray. Uh, <laughs> like, like to pray, pray yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, it's very, like, and, like, our our thing was, like, she would sit the whole family down for a halakha, right? She would recite. Uh, that was, like, the big thing. Like, there wasn't much, like, I don't know. Like, we weren't, we're not the very, like, loud, boisterous family. Like, they had an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. So, like, they did the... It's very classical Indian Muslim scenario. My mom's side of the family, it's, like, so different. They did a lot to, like, establish, like, Muslim communities in California. They started um, Muslim Youth Camp of California. Very nice. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like, I'm deaf... Every time I say this, it sounds like I'm recruiting you for a cult. But, like, it's a summer camp. It's a, so in 1961, my grandparents founded Muslim Youth Camp of California, where they, like, it's like a summer camp for Muslim kids. And originally it was going to be for Muslim kids, and, like, it started because my grandmother grew up going to Methodist camp. And then when she's... Is it somewhat progressive in what they teach, or do you think it's, like, very Islamically classic? So it's, like, so I grew up going to this camp. I was just a counselor there. It's only for a week in August in California. Um, and, like, that was my Muslim community because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a Muslim community because I lived, I didn't live with my family like, I lived in Boston and Philadelphia, and my family wasn't there, and so, like, yeah. I didn't have much of a community, like, where I live. So, Muslim Youth Camp was my community, because mm-hmm. I went there, and I was, like, basically, it's for kids, but it's actually for everyone. Like, your families come, and, like, everyone stays in cabins, and, like, they split you up by age groups. So, like, I was in a cabin with a bunch of girls my age, and we have a counselor. It was very typical, like, what you would think an American summer camp is, but, like, for Muslims, and it's only a week, but it's, like, it was always really fun. I grew up going there. My aunt runs the camp now. Um, it's entirely volunteer-based. I grew up with a lot of people that go there. Okay. Um, like, a lot of people that go there, they've known me for, like, that's why I consider, I consider themselves to be, like, that's my mom's side of the family because, uh, like, I see them. Yeah. yeah, because, like, they're family friends of, like, my parents and they knew my grandparents mm-hmm. and, like, that's, like, that's the community I have. It's open to everyone. Like, everyone, anyone can go. But you can go if you want to go. Yes, listener. if you want to you go, can go. Go to NYC. You can talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, uh, you can ask me questions. We're not at all endorsing. Well, we, are we? I'm endorsing it. it. <laughs> I'm endorsing it. Because You're it's like a it. very, it's very like, you go and there's like classes, but it's, they're never going to like, the policy is basically like, we're not going to tell you what to do. Right. We're going to give you the tools for you to figure it out for it, yourself. Like you've grown up with it too. Yeah, I believe, I mean like, 
I've had criticisms of it, of it for a long time. I've never been fully like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. But like, there the policy of NYC is like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of adults that go there that are like literal professors, and they will like spend a time teaching college kids and high school kids stuff that they like teach in their classes, oh, wow. and it's like really cool. Um, and so, and like, it's in the woods and nature in California. And so you're like walking around and you're just like, you're like hiking and like playing sports. And it's like, there's like a camaraderie between everyone. And we have campfire every single night and people get to perform. And like, it's very like Mm -hmm. a cute, fun community. It's more like, yeah, it's like, um, very, it's more on the progressive side, I would say of most like Islamic camps, like there's so many out there, but a lot of them are like super like, this is what you have to be doing to be a good Muslim. And that's not what NYC Mm. is. Um, but like, there's like also like mealtime, sports activities, campfire. Like it's, it's a really fun time. And I grew up going there. That was my community on my mom's side. And like also my mom went to school for religious studies. Mm. My aunt is a professor of Islamic law. Like everyone is very analytical in my family. And I love both sides of my family for different reasons. And I, you know, like, I didn't mean to talk about MIC this much. Really. No, you know, I'm glad that we talked about it because I think it's so interesting. Like, this, that's what you've grown up with, too. And I yeah. Think a large part of my question was, like, how did you feel growing up Muslim within your family? Like, that's how you answer that question is with yeah. your experience there. So, yeah. you know, definitely validate that. Yeah. That was well done. In my family, it's a little bit different because, like, I grew up where I grew up and, like, I grew up in Boston and, like, mostly on the East Coast, and I didn't have a big Muslim community where was I was. Was that a PWI? Was it predominantly white? Yeah. I went to most of the schools I went to were predominantly white. Okay. Um, and I was, like, the only Muslim there. I was the only brown kid there for most of the time. And, like, when I would go to the mosque, like, especially in high school, like, full of, like, first-gen Pakistani kids. Mm. Um, and I did not fit in You like weren't them like them either. And I feel like yeah. completely, like, even at it's like Yeah. It's, like, a big thing where it's, like, people don't under... People, like, you're not going to fit in anywhere. Like, the first-gen kids, they don't fit into with white people the same way we don't. But then also they can go back to their, like, family and community yes, and they fit right in. completely different than our community. Yeah. And you see that in our MSA, and I'm not trying to, like... I know we have listeners, and our We see it awesome. at GW. We see it at GW. We see, no, no, we see GW as a whole, especially. Yeah. Like, not even just the MSA, but any cultural group, any sort of class... Like, the way that I am, like, set, told to, like, assimilate or that people think I'm assimilating is, is just not the same nature as other brown students, girls, people on this campus. Um, which is a good transition to, like, how you've been feeling. So I think you mentioned you run a gap year, right? So why did you choose to take that gap year? What was that? What was the decision to, like, do that? I was, um, so when I finished, I finished Zoom school in 2020, and I was, like, I'm not really interested. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had an internship for the summer, and they offered me to stay on for the fall, and I was like, okay. So actually what I did is I took two transfer credit classes in the fall while I did that internship, and it wasn't, like, a big, like, decision. I was like, I don't want to go back to school full-time. I had a hard time with Zoom school. Like, I didn't have a particularly hard time, but I just didn't love it. Um, It was hard. You came from what in-person school was like and I talk about this a lot of like as a sophomore who started college who ended senior year kind of in an odd way but then did college not knowing anything else I was like this is great I'm mm-hmm. loving this this is, co- this is college and yep. then, like I came here and and now after the fact I can say like this is much better and even so this is not the same as it was when you were no yeah. I mean like it's a little bit but 
I don't know. Like, I think that there's more, like, I think it's almost, almost the same. Mm -hmm. Like, the way things are running and the way people are interacting with each other are almost the same. But I think there's also these looming, like, fears about COVID. Like, it's really, like, the mask we have to wear on at all times. Mm -hmm. But also, like, you could go into someone's room and you don't have to wear a mask. Right. So it's, like, there's, like the way people are handling that and especially with planning events we have mm-hmm. to be super covid cautious yeah. and like it's really hard to get people to like wear their masks at events yeah yeah like you don't want to like at events it's like you have to be like hey please keep your mask on and then like people no will, i was like, guilty of it too like i was talking i was drinking a coffee which was irresponsible because it was like 8 p.m and i was drinking you're like <laughs> put your mask on and i was like i know i'm just sipping my coffee but like it, it yeah happened to the best of us so yeah like, you know, so I definitely rallied that. But, um, okay, so gap year, we're back to in-person. Um, you're an American Studies major, I'm an American right? Studies major. How do you like that? Is it nice? I like it a lot. Okay. I think it was the best choice for me. I enjoy analyzing content, especially media and pop culture. Um, and I thought I wanted to be a film major. And then I was like, I don't really like, um, like just talk like I like talking about impacts of Mm. film like I don't like talking about like I can talk about the nitty-gritty stuff but like and I can talk about film theory and all that like I could but I like talking about like why it's important right Um, like analyzing the results yeah the the results and like why specific like movies are my big thing like this is another thing I feel like I get from my parents because my dad showed me movies as a kid he loves movies and pop culture but he doesn't like he just enjoys them Mm. he's not like doesn't like deep think about it like the way my mom would like when we're watching a movie my mom's always like I wonder why they made that choice and oh, I man. wonder oh, and I like, sometimes sometimes it gets yeah. on my nerves definitely sometimes I'm like mom we're just gonna watch the my movie. mom isn't the isn't the critical thinker I will say she's just the predictor and she's always right oh my god so, like, first five minutes she's like that person's gonna die and that's gonna get into a car accident and, no like, that person's gonna get married to her and I was like mom we're like five minutes in the movie can we please watch it and she's always right so it's frustrating no on face it wouldn't matter but yeah because then it's like, like mm. and she hasn't watched it before I'm like mom can you let us just get through it wow that's yeah. that's like a superpower I say it's I don't really know maybe movies are just predictable mom, I don't want to tell my mom to stop doing that because that's what one of the things that I like I developed because I'm always thinking oh, about so that. that I'm, not I'm no, movie. I'm not like that when I'm watching them. Like, am I? I think I am actually. I'm not like I'm not like contemplating. I'm just reacting. But yeah, American studies is a lot of analyzing media, pop culture, politics, and like that's what I I just really like. It's like talking about why why certain things come up and why they're happening. And no, that's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, did you ever feel pressure to, like, not be a American studies major? Let's talk about this. Because, like, I was going to say, I'm I'm political communications and women's studies. Yeah. Okay? And that is just not pre-med. It's not engineering. No, it's not. It's not law. I mean, it could be law if I wanted it to be. Um, I don't fit into the big four. But how about you? I mean, you don't don't fit into them either. I don't. I knew from a very young age I did not want to be a doctor. Yeah, me I told my dad. My dad's a doctor. I was bad at operations. The game. No, no, that's when he knew. Yeah, it's like, also, I just like I don't know if this was. Are your parents doctors or have my parents? dad is a doctor? Yeah, I mean, when you grow up and you see that, uh, my dad is such a hard worker and he loves it. Like he yeah. is so passionate about what he does, but like that lifestyle is very difficult, and mm-hmm. he admits that of just like making time and balancing and like. He does a great job, but, like, I think for me, I was like, I'm not cut up for this. I think my yeah. interest was... And I always lean towards the humanities. 
Me um, too. I was so, always that. Yeah. No, that's the exact same thing with me because my dad works constantly yeah. all the time and we can, he rarely takes time off. Like mm-hmm. he can rarely even afford to take time off. And it's like, like he can, but it's like, oh, it's like he, on the days where he literally can't, it's like he's working all the time. Right. And I'm like, I would have to give up like 10 years of my life just to become a doctor. Oh yeah. Let's and talk it's about like, it. let's forever. talk about that. Let's talk yeah, about the, like how I'm a doctor with a different long. degree. Call me Dr. Fias, but not from us. Exactly. <laughs> PhD. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't, I was like, I can't, I'm not gonna like that. That seems like, like props to everyone out there trying to become doctors. Um, yeah. but I can't, um, not, I can't be a woman in STEM. No, Love women in STEM. I wasn't, I wasn't cut out for it. And that's not to say that, like, not everyone that is doing it, I think it's kind of a, in a lot of cases it is because it's familial pressure to be a doctor, but some people, like, really are passionate about this, and I think this whole, like, Casey stereotype kind of overlooks people that, like, actually really love medicine. I know, and that's STEM. the thing. And that's what sucks is because, like, those people are applying to med school, and it's like, oh, you're just another India doctor. Right. And it's like, but what a like, a lot of those people are, yeah, like, they choose it because they're really passionate about yeah. it. I think especially now, yeah. people are, like, like, the our generation is, like, specifically, like, people are going to med school when they, because they really want to. Exactly. Because they're interested in health. Well, also, and there's also a lot of other fields in health that you exactly. can be, like, my cousin is going to nursing school. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was, like, like, a lot, I think a lot of people in our family ask, like, why don't you just go to medical school? But she really wants to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And that's her, like, main, that's her passion. And so, like, that's what she's going for. But, like, I think the people that are interested, like, I think before when we were kids, we were raised to think that there was only one set of jobs that you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't realize until high school that you could actually have other jobs. Yeah. Like, like it's the it's a familial thing, too, because, like, you kind of don't realize that, like, other people like you know that other families are different and other people have different jobs but you just don't like register in your mind I don't think I realized that like you can have another job like you can have a different job and you can even have multiple jobs in one field Mm -hmm. and still be fine like especially like also I'm gonna say especially now a lot I feel like that's gonna be a buzzword especially now um especially now especially nowadays we happen to live in a society where we live in a society um, yeah, you, I feel like there's just more options, mm-hmm. is, like, well, with special... also, being third gen, or no, no, not third gen! Not third oh, gen! No. <laughs> I, this was almost got me messed up. No, um, we'll talk about it, being, we'll talk about it some other time. Being second gen, I think you have academic autonomy, and you're able to actually, like, dictate what you want to study, and I think, like, my parents never at all influenced me to do one thing or the other, mm-hmm. they just wanted me, me to be good at what I did, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Because my dad's biggest thing was, like, medicine's hard, but I love it, so I don't resent it. And I was yeah. like, this is, like, some of the work I do is difficult, but, like, I don't resent it because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our number one thing. But, like, I think it's a second-gen thing because I think it's a little bit presumptuous of us thinking that, like, everyone has that luxury, too. Because even though we have a choice, it's, like, definitely a cycle of, like, not being able to choose your major. And then, like, yeah. I th- being pressured to go into med school or law school or, you know. There's degree. still a lot of, like, Stuff even like though, like, like I had I had parents who, like, like, this was, like, same with me. Like, my parents never, like, I think my parents wanted, they wanted me to be, like, look, you need to be financially stable. Yeah. Which is very important. No, my mom but said, I was, she, like. She told me something where, like, I shouldn't even quote it, but it's something, like, my budget. I have, I have a, I have champagne taste on a beer budget or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, I was like, damn. I've heard that. I was, like, really young, and I was like, I don't know how much, I, I don't know what the distinction is that, like, that makes a difference. That's, <laughs> like, so, like, but it's so funny. No, that, yeah. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I see. Yeah. I am like that. Because even in college, I think I'm the same, is, too. Yeah. My life is rough, and I'm definitely, like, by my tangent, G-roll down, debit card down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I budget. It sucks. I went to Whole Foods, and I, like, text my mom how much I spent, and she's like, I'm so proud of you. This was good. This is she no, like, yes. No, the budgeting is really, really hard. Well, because I see, like, a pumpkin spice parfait yogurt, and I'm like, I, I need that. And I, I love shopping. And then I don't eat it, and then I'm like, damn it. No, because I went to Starbucks today, and I got, I got, um, Why a sandwich. Is, are we, is Starbucks sponsoring you, okay. or are these drinks right here? Um, Where are the Eve drinks? Tell me. The e- which one? Where are the Eve drinks? The Eve drinks? An Eve drink. An Eve drink from Starbucks? Yeah. Wait, barista. Let's make it happen. I think we should. Good idea. That's like no, because we were talking about we should do like a barista night, like MSA barista night. Like, let's make coffee. Like honestly, I think we should do a coffee night. Wouldn't that be fun? Coffee night. I don't know, just some coffee thing. I should not be consuming coffee after five. That's also true. Like this is maybe not a coffee night. (laughs) Maybe not a coffee night. Maybe not. Okay. But we'll we'll workshop something. Okay, back to Starbucks. White peppermint. I was getting a white. I don't even know what the point of the story was, I but I was getting, I was, like, getting one, and I was, like, and I had, I was, like, this is fine, but, like, I ended up throwing it out, because I was, like, it's not that good, because they didn't have iced chai. I'm so sorry, I'm lost on why this matters to our company. I don't know what happened, I don't know why, I was, like, um, I, have no idea. I lost the entire, because we were talking about our dads, and I being know. doctors. Yeah, <laughs> I it took us there. I had to mention anyway, Starbucks, I guess. idea, um, I, I just have, like, Daisy pressure on here. <laughs> we should dissect that. That's we how, can dissect it. How was the burnout for you? Are you feeling burnt out? I think when I got here, I was like really excited. Everything was new, and I like a lot of the stuff that I was really excited about. Like, didn't seem to be happening, and okay. so I was like, I was like really down on myself. Like I like got rejected from a couple of things, and I was like feeling really sad because I was like. I guess I just wasn't cut out to do things that I really wanted to do. And so, like, that really got me upset because I just had my classes. And I liked my classes enough to get through them. Um, but also, like, and, and then, like, MSA got really busy. MSA, I feel like the work, people don't even realize how much work an org is meant to be, like, exact on, a, on an org. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot Everyone of work. Everyone is, in fact, MSA. Thank you. President. I am president. Social media. Social, Social media, but, like, Social really media queen. Do, doing the most to make MSA relevant. Really trying my best. Honestly, like, it's a real, it's I like. I it to everyone I know. I'd be doing, like, I'm doing MSA work, and I'm like, this is literally a full-time job. No, like, really I is. am, like. This is, like, and I have two other co-presidents. Can you imagine being, like, one president right. and having to do all of no, this? that's why previous presidents have been, like, MSA. That's why no one wants the job. No, Nobody no. wants to be MSA president. It's really just a lot of work. Also... Like, it's not only the work, but it's, like, the, the pressure. Oh, also, not to cut you off, but, like, we'll get to this in a later episode, probably. I want to have Simra and Lena on, too. But, yeah. like, the nature of MSA, which Muslim Student Association, um, it's just different than... The Pakistani Student Association, or the Indian, or the it's South a lot Asian of different. Well, or Ethiopia, like it's like it's just such a because it's org, not it's a not cult- cultural. It's not a cultural org. It's a religious org, but it's different from the religious orgs too. Right. Because like, I feel like a lot of the religious orgs have like this niche, mm-hmm. like they know what they're about, and like MSA is constantly trying to figure out what we're about. Because like, agree. you can do like go to like GW Catholics, and it's like, 
it's Bible study. We have GW Catholics. Oh, okay. um, and it's like, Bible study, and I do um, a lot of like a, you know very religious centered events, um, and like obviously, and like then you have like Diwali's this weekend, right. and HSA is doing a big Diwali celebration mm-hmm. because that's that's what they're gonna do, and like also most people I'm assuming in HSA are Indian, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like they have that shared culture where they can just do that because it's so embedded, right. but like and then all of the Jewish orgs like are like there's such an established jewish population here mm-hmm. and like i don't know of all of the like inner workings of the jewish population but i'm assuming that they can get together and have like and they do I'm and they do like um and like there's a lot of like there's also like huge alumni network for all of the jewish population right. here like like lack the like it's like stability but the infrastructure to be doing that in our club i feel like we don't have enough established <laughs> members i mean I, we I don't feel, it's like the people that like I don't know how to put this. Like, we don't have a strong enough alumni network right now. Um, and, like, a lot of MSA when I was a freshman was just really trying to keep things together. Um, right. And so, like, we're a little bit – and, like, because when I was a freshman, I was a freshman rep. No one came to events. Barely yeah. anyone came to events. And it was really – That makes it really hard. It was really hard because a, a lot of people didn't know we existed. Yeah. A lot of people, like – and then it turns out people had problems with us. And I'm, like – Okay, but you didn't come to events. Well, so, like, also, the structure of the MSA, I think, and this is an important thing to talk about, and I'm, I hope whoever's listening, like, maybe that was ever thinking about the MSA or that had seen us interact on campus or not, but, like, the, I'm in our MSA because of how our, our MSA functions. Like, I think we are one of the more progressive MSAs. We're very accepting. We're, we're really like, trying so, to be out here cute and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We're yeah. literally, like, so in weird. in our in the co-president's group chat, we're like, hey, you did this. That's so quirky. We have to do it. We're trying to act co-op. Maybe I shouldn't release the idea of our... Basically, we want to have a haram night, okay, <laughs> where it's, like, turkey bacon... And I love that the minute we start talking about MSA, we talk about Haram Night. It's just, it's just instant. It's like I don't know. Critically thinking about it. Critically thinking um, about so, it. Turkey bacon. Are you, are we critically thinking? Turkey bacon. Our going to be the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't listen to my show, but if you're going to be bartender. Um, what else? Um, we'll have like, we do speed dating. <laughs> speed dating, right? Speed okay. dating. Anyways. I feel like people won't approve of this, but, like, I think No, it's no one would approve of it, but it's just someone, really funny. <laughs> let's talk about the fact that someone told me to turn off Drake at one of our... Yeah. yeah. It's, like, because MSA is really... This is this is the thing I'm trying to get at. We have so many people with so many different ideas of what it means to be Muslim. Right. Based on the fact that a lot of people here are international students, and a lot of people here are born in the States, mm-hmm. and a lot of people want MSA to be a bunch of different things. It Whereas, I think in other orgs... I don't know about other religious orgs, um, also, if, like, we can get some other people in religious orgs to talk about their experiences, like, I feel like I'd be down. Yeah, um, we should have an episode about that. If we could get, like, HSA people, someone, f- like, from GW, like, maybe GW Catholic, someone, like, Buddha, like, GW Buddhist, Baha'i, have, like, well, I think an interface one. Yeah. yeah. Have, we can have an yeah. interface, because I'd love to hear about what it's like for other religious communities here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, for us, like, so, like, so many people want MSA to be different things, like, I, like, people come to me, they're like, MSA needs to be less social, more spiritual. And then a lot of people are like, I just want to get to know Muslims here. And a lot of people are like, we need to be educating other people on what it's like to be Muslim. Mm. And personally, for me, I don't want to be put in the role of an educator. I just want to establish a community. Yeah, um, too. And, like, I, and, like, but all of those are, like, valid, right? Like, you are a Muslim on campus, so your voice deserves to be heard. And it's like, 
again, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's unique to us because also we have this element of like not like being in America too. Yeah. Like, because so many people are like they don't consider themselves American at all, and they don't want to. They don't want to be in a in a org that's too Western. But oh, a lot of I, but for us, we're people, born here, and we know. I like, also feel often like we are associated like our co-presidents being from the states like growing growing up. I mean, I think is everyone second gen? Is Simmer second gen? Simmer's first gen. First gen. Same, like, the same kind of vibe of, like, growing up here, being in Springfield, being in Boston, and then, like, me, even something like social media, like, you want to do social media a different way, like, there's no harm in how you go about it, but, mm-hmm. like, I grew up in a probably white area with probably no white friends, like, I would, I did not have brown friends growing up, like, me I neither. and, like, that was it, um, and at GW, like, I find a lot of friends in the MSA, but I also have them in the PSA, and, like, it's funny, because, like, PSA is, I, I believe, it's probably Muslim now, like, I, that sounds stupid, but yeah. it's, like, mostly Muslim. But, like, a lot of PSA members don't really want to be in the MSA because of their experiences in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's school, a, a lot of things. Like, schools. before yeah. I was a freshman, MSA had a reputation. And so, like, a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do is actively move away from a place where people thought that they were judged. And we're, yeah. like, we don't want to be a space where people feel like they're going to be judged. Right. Um, well, so, also, like, the way that, like... I also think back to, religion is so weird. Okay, let's just talk about it. Because religion, I received from my parents, right? Like, it's obviously inherited. And I, Islam is very important to me. And I, it frustrates me people assume my religious status based on, like, exactly. how I act, who I'm friends with, the, the you know, organization I'm a part of. Um, because I have a Johnny Muzz at GW, and I have a hijab that I, I pray in my dorm. Like, mm-hmm. this, is an, this is something that makes me feel close to home and close to Allah. Yeah, exactly. And I think... It's so, it's like, as I'm in college, too, part of it is, like, navigating what my faith looks like to me now. And exactly. I myself, like, I was joking to my, Salman, I don't, I don't know, he's a freshman, he's super cool, but um, we were talking about how it's, like, a midterm season, so we gotta, like, pray before our test, and how, it's, like, definitely a joke, but, like, if I don't get an A, I'm like, oh, I should have prayed before I get mm-hmm. to this. Like, it's religion like that, but it's also, like, I miss home, I'm really scared. Like, with what happened at the Teak House, I don't know if people know, mm-hmm. but... There was an, an anti-Semitic act um, to a, the Torah in the um, Teak Fraternity House on campus. Even though that anti-Semitic act towards Jewish people, that could happen to us. Yeah, it could happen that, to anyone. Problem, I'd be terrified. And yeah. even so, like, not only just showing solidarity, but as a minority on this campus, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I... I am not, I'm outspoken as a Muslim. I post on the social media for the MSA as the MSA. Yeah. So... No, I still, I feel the same way because, like, being an exec, I now, like, we now have a bunch of people from the university wanting to talk with us Mm -hmm. and wanting to reach out to us, and we're like, we need to make sure that these people are trustworthy before, like, we reach out to them, because my instinct is, like, I want to say yes to everything, because I want our name to be out there, and I want people to know that we're here, Um, but, like, you need to make sure that those organizations are legit, like, especially if they're from outside GW, and you need to make sure that they're not going to say anything or do anything that's going to... Twist too, your like, words. Twist your words. Part of the reason why optics, why people get people such a warped view is because it's twisted. Mm-hmm. Like, the purity and how peaceful Islam is, I rarely find that in, like, outside, especially if people are talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and that's what I hope our MSA can provide, too, but... I don't know, religion is tough because everyone has their own opinion yeah. with it and how they see it and how close it is and important it is to yeah. them. And one org cannot encapsulate all of that. Exactly. That's that's the thing is, like, I think a lot of the Muslims here, like, you know, they want it to be a certain thing. And it can't be it can't be one thing to everyone. It can't right. be, like, it has to just, tr- we have to try to incorporate everyone as best we can. Well, also, because 
a Muslim doesn't look a certain way. Yeah. And that can be said for any religion. I guess some cultures have, like, somewhat of a similarity. But, like, anyone can be Muslim. Yeah. Anyone can be. You know what I mean? I think that, like, this, like, idea of cohesion, it's just, like, it doesn't... We can be cohesive, but not, like... Optic or like, yeah. you know, externally. I don't know if we would turn into a whole conversation about the MSA, but honestly, this is gonna like, be. Yeah, we're probably gonna talk about MSA a <laughs> lot. Well, it's just like it's a big part of like your work here at GW. Yeah, it's a big part of when I think of like who is my brown community at GW. Yeah, it is you you all, and I think I was so excited to join MSA, and I I had a lot of people that were a little not um worried, but like we want to be careful mm. because a lot of MSAs. And there's no problem to, well, I personally don't, like, certainly align with this, but, like, segregation of, of men and women, and... Well, we get criticism for that. A lot of people are like, no, we can't have, we can't have, like, events where people are of the same gender. Or, like, of, like, we can't have events with both genders, and it's, like, I don't know. I don't get, like, I'm, like... That's where the second gen comes in, though, because yeah. I don't get Yeah, that. that's where, yeah, it's, like, those, like, a lot of those people grow up in those communities, like, even, whether it's in America or... Or, like, that's in a different norm. country, that's, that's their norm. Their norm yeah. But it's not mine. And what I want to encourage is, like, you should just be able to talk to everyone. Yeah. I think that there is a lot of this culture where it's, like, for us, like, we are, like, I'm more of an outgoing person. If I see that there's, like, people talking, I'm going to go talk to them. Okay, a lot of the, like, men mm-hmm. on MSA. Hit me, yeah. Oh, my God, wait, poor timing. <laughs> <laughs> poor timing. That's not true. All of the men, period. Now I'm yeah. asking you to hit me with what you're saying. Yeah. The, <laughs> so I feel like, it, no, oh, they don't. That was oh, bad. That, that was, was okay. Really, that was, was that good? I think it's actually bad. I think it's bad. Men We're not playing into any stereotypes here. We are here. not. That was terrible. We I'm can't. Like, it's okay. Know. We'll cut it out. Cut it's, it out. It's a podcast. It's hilarious. It's okay. It's okay. But I meant like, make your point. Make, hit me with your yeah. point. Yeah. Not like, no one's So like, I, I don't know. Like, my parents personally didn't like, shield me from talking to anyone of the opposite gender they weren't like they they were fine with me talking to like having friends that were guys they didn't want me to spend any time alone with a guy but they they were okay with but me I being friends with brown people though i, think I don't think like basically anyone i think it's a lot of people yeah. yeah i think it go. i think that's a thing for a lot of people like, me too, my dad was like i want you to go hang out with that boy for a long no, time no they I weren't gonna but they didn't encourage me to date they didn't encourage right. me to go on dates or anything like i couldn't be alone with a guy i could be friends with them though um, I know f- that there are families that aren't like that. I think even, like, being part of, like, religious orgs, and this is, like, I talked about this with Hibba and Haritha back when I had my episode last season, but just this notion of, like, well, we don't know what we're doing either. Like, we're figuring this out. Yeah. Like, how we interact with people and engage with them and then how we engage with our religion. Like, I think not not just, like, Muslim people, but anyone who has an affinity to anything, not just a rule. Because people are also non-religious in college. In fact, the amount of agnostic people I've met yeah. that, like, are like, actually, I got here and I realized I'm an atheist. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's, like, the beauty of college is figuring out who you yeah. are and what you that's want. That's why I wanted to join MSA in the first place because no, me too. in my interview, I was, like, I've only been a Muslim in the context of my family. Exactly. And you want to either in like, Yeah. Either in the context of my family or being in school and being the only Muslim. Yeah. And so, like, I have to be the Muslim. So, like, I was, like, I want to join MSA because I've never had – I didn't have a ton of close Muslim friends or brown friends. So, I want to try to make that because until I don't know what I am. You, until you, like – do that and you have friends that have grown up like you yeah i can speak for like a relationship with someone who has grown up like Mm -hmm. you it you realize the value of it yeah because before that i was like this is dumb like i don't need this Mm. especially because the lens of how i've been a lot of my muslim friends growing up and this is 
no hate to them and how they grew up, but we just weren't the same like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't vibe with you that much. I don't vibe with you people that much. So, like, I haven't found it yet, and I found it here, and I value it a lot. Yay! But I just don't I, I know, it's like, awesome. A good breakthrough, but I just, I want to hold on to that, and I want mm-hmm. everyone to feel that. Yeah. Like, the sense of, like, belonging. Yeah. And, like, not feeling weird or, like, having not having to explain is kind of the phenomenon I like to talk yeah. about of, like, you get it. And that concludes our very first episode of the Venn Diagram Season 2. I'm so sorry that it took this long to get out, um, but rest assured, I have so much in store for you. Um, As well as a mixtape after this little bit, I have a few songs that I wanted to share. Um, But anyways, yes, stay tuned. Keep following the Instagram at Venn Diagram Radio. Uh, We have a lot in store for you. Also, special thanks to Noor Jahan. Thank you for dropping in um, and giving such good insight and content for our show. Have a great week, everyone.
I don't mean to judge 